Will demand for pre-owned business aircraft remain strong in the new year? Three experts offer their perspectives. From the National Business Aviation Association, this is Flight Plan. I'm Rob Finfrock with your trusted source for business aviation news and information. The market for pre-owned business aircraft continued to be red hot throughout 2022. And while we're probably past the peak of demand for this cycle, buyers may still find it challenging, even now, to find just what they're looking for in their next aircraft. But will that hold true throughout the coming year? And what effects might we see from such factors as economic downturns, geopolitical conflicts, and other events? To help answer those questions, I'm joined today by Richard Abalafia, Managing Director for Aerodynamic Advisory, and Roly Vincent, President of Roland Vincent and Associates. We'll start with Sapora Marmer, Vice President of Aircraft Transactions at ACAS and Board Chair at the International Aircraft Dealers Association, or IATA. Sapora, did 2022 play out as you expected for pre-owned aircraft sales, and what perhaps surprised you about the year? At IATA, as an organization, we anticipated that the start of 2022 would be very strong in terms of demand. We knew that finding uh, inventory to meet the demand of our clients would be a challenge, uh, and this proved to be true. What surprised us and, and what, what actually exceeded our initial expectations was just how strong 2022 was. Uh, most brokers and the broker-dealer members of IATA are involved in roughly 50% of the transactions of aircraft worldwide for both jets and turboprops. And most of our brokers had you know, excellent years in 2021, record-breaking years, and did not think that we would come close to that in 2022. What we are now seeing is that several people have either met or exceeded 2021's numbers. So that, that's our biggest surprise of the year. Richard, does that match up to what you expected to see in 2022? Yeah, definitely. And I think that uh, relates to the new build market. I think the reason this was a surprise is because this is the first time we've actually had a kind of enforced discipline from a new build standpoint. You know, I, I think there's always somebody in the history of this business who breaks the code and says, right, demand is up, sales are up, backlogs are up. Let's produce. And then someone says, let's produce some more. And then let's produce even more. And this time, either it was a miraculous combination of all the OEMs being disciplined or more likely serious supply chain problems that prevented a uh, faster ramp up that kept business jets a fairly scarce commodity and made the pre-owned market as great as it was. Great point. We really are speaking about two closely interrelated topics with new and pre-owned aircraft sales. What are your thoughts on the past year, Roly? I think 2022 has worked out pretty much what we thought was going to happen. The one real surprise, I believe, was just how high values have gone. I mean, older aircraft in particular, some of the numbers are strikingly high. And of course, you know, what goes up comes back down again, especially if it's an older bird. And, uh, you know, there was a first time buyer in there. But what impressed me was just the transaction volume just stayed strong. We've been seeing maybe some lightening of that uh, volume in the last four or five months. But when you annualize it and you look back over uh, the period 12 months of trailing here, you know, last year was record territory. This year, pretty close to it. I, I, I don't know, maybe within 10% of last year's volume. I think that surprised me as how strong the pre-owned market has stayed for so long. Uh, I think it's a testament to the uh, folks like Adaiata who are out there hunting 
for inventory because it is not on market. It's all off-market stuff, and Zipporah and others are doing a hell of a job finding these airplanes. And as Richard mentioned, backlogs in new aircraft orders have created substantial pressure on the used market. Do you think we'll see any easing in that situation in 2023, Rolly? Yeah, backlog's probably topping up near $48, $49 billion at big five OEMs right now, which is in good territory. It's up uh, 25 points really over the first three quarters of this year from where it ended last year. So, you know, how high does that water level want to rise? I mean, that's pretty, pretty impressive. I think what's going on right now in Q4 is... The volume of deliveries, obviously, uh, it, it peaks this quarter. It'll be, what, 42 43% of the volume is going to come out uh, from the year, uh, just in this last uh, three months of the year. So uh, we expect book-to-bills to fall back closer to one-to-one here if they haven't already. So that'll, that'll start taking some of that pressure off. I think the backlogs have gone about as high as we're going to see them in this cycle, uh, especially if recession uh, next year probably centered in, in Europe. Zipporah, are you seeing a similar cause and effect scenario? Absolutely. Backlogs have been healthy. That has created a lot of pressure on the pre-owned market with younger aircraft with good pedigrees being scooped up very quickly and and commanding a premium. Uh, There's been a real shortage of the young quality inventory. We are seeing buyers now, those who can afford to be patient are being a little bit patient and they want to see what the new year will bring. They want to see if prices will start to normalize. And we have seen some signals of of that uh, normalization coming down the line. Richard, you mentioned the effect that supply chain shortages have had on the new aircraft market. Do you expect that situation to finally ease in 2023? Not a whole heck of a lot. You know, there's a number of funny dynamics. First of all, the sheer strength of the aviation uptick led by military, but also single aisle jetliners and business jets, volumetrically, of course, not as big. They do have the advantage of having a slightly higher profit margin than than commercial, somewhat higher profit margin, which incentivizes people. But nevertheless, they're subject to exactly the same pressures. So you've got a relatively limited supply of labor, inflationary pressures on labor, titanium castings and forgings and nickel castings and forgings impacting turbine engine output. I, looking at all these factors, I just don't think it's uh, it's possible to be terribly optimistic about supply chain issues being resolved next year. Maybe 24 months, something like that, 18 months conceivably. One thing that people ask about all the time is whether or not any kind of broader economic slowdown will free up labor for our industry. Because, you know, this is the first time civil aviation has been so late to an economic recovery. You look at all the other indicators out there in the economy, they were booming as a consequence of all the cash that was flooding the economy way before civil aviation started going up. More of our discussion in a moment after this word from NBAA. NBAA Flight Plan listeners, your podcast is ready everywhere. You can download it from iTunes, ask your smart speaker to give you a listen, or hear it in any car with Apple's CarPlay. NBAA Flight Plan, available anytime, anywhere. We're back now with Sapora Marmer, Rolly Vincent, and Richard Abalafia, and our conversation about what we can expect for the pre-owned business aircraft market in 2023. Richard, one of the biggest uncertainties of 2022 has been the state of the U.S. and global economies. Some call it a downturn, others are using the R-word, recession. What effects should we expect with business aircraft sales if we experience a prolonged whatever we want to call it? 
Never forget the great maxim that economists have successfully predicted uh, 12 of the last four downturns. There's an awful lot of sentiment that says we're going to have a recession, but so far, um, yeah, there's some glimmerings in Europe, but not really anywhere else. It's not preordained by any means that we're going to have a downturn, let alone a long sustained one. But it certainly is possible, especially if interest rates keep rising and you've got that weird stagflationary effect where demand knocks off a bit, but you still have that inflation. That would be unpleasant. That would definitely hit us. But most people seem to think if there's going to be a recession, it's going to be your classic couple quarters, slow down, recovery, you know, and that fundamentals looks look pretty strong. Europe is a question mark, absolutely. But everywhere else, it, it looks like we're going to have, have the kind of recession, if we have one, that doesn't really have a massive impact on the business. It's not going to be the return to the Great Recession in 2008, which traumatized so much of the industry. Roly, you mentioned the situation in Europe specifically. I think if we do see a recession, it will almost certainly begin there. Clearly, there's an energy crisis already underway there. And as the winter conditions kick in and the Ukraine situation you know, worsens in many ways, we're going to see a very difficult situation evolving there. So how does Europe play out? I mean, Europe doesn't have the capacity to store energy that it's going to need, uh, you know, to, to get even through the normal winter there. So uh, fascinating, this sort of just-in-time world we've lived in seem, seemingly forever. This is, is, is now hurting us because we don't have the capacities built into our systems, our economic systems, our societies, to really do basic things like store energy. So we'll see. I think this is going to be a flashpoint. On top of that, too, the, you know, we're seeing more and more flight shaming, uh, and, and sort of the lack of interest in sustainability really uh, centered here in, in North America. I mean, these are big topics. And as an industry, I look forward to a day when, uh, when we as an industry think about things in that more holistic way, because these are existential issues and we, I think we need to embrace them. Indeed. Zipporah? I think for the most part in our industry, uh, in these days and what's led to the tremendous uh, activity of the last couple of years, people are concerned with their own health and safety and that of their uh, staff. The airlines are, are no longer reliable, nor are they convenient. There's limited availability in the fractional and charter markets, specifically in the U.S. And all of this keeps pushing demand to be high. So while, you know, an economic downturn, if and when it may come, does have some effect uh, in our market, certainly at the lower end of the market, the upper end of the market is a little bit more resilient. Uh, they look more at capital expenditures and corporate profits as, as indicators uh, when it comes to high value assets like business aircraft. As Raleigh mentioned earlier, environmental impacts, sustainability, SAF, uh, these items are being discussed more and more regularly. Uh, as an industry, we need to continue to innovate and inform on the environmental side to keep growing. At IATA, for example, we've partnered with 4Air to provide a carbon offset initiative to our clients. Uh, and, and the environmental discussion certainly is a big factor in many people's acquisition decisions. The war in Ukraine and the sanctions in Russia has, has dampened activity in Europe. China's COVID policy has affected business aviation a lot. When Asia, certainly where they were uh, very limited, if not totally restricted on movements, 
what that did for us over the last 12 to 24 months is that that gave us inventory. We sold airplanes out of China in, in great numbers and we're continuing to do so and primarily selling it to the U.S. So these are all factors that are really uh, important in our industry. And we'll see what comes down the line. You know, I've been doing this long enough to know that the, the only constant is change, right? Picking up on a point Sephora made, historically, that top end of the market has been more resilient. And even the political shock of Russia's attack on Ukraine didn't dent it very much. And bizarrely, by pushing up the price of oil, it might have helped it. However, oil is the kryptonite of large cap and business jet demand. Historically, there's been a pretty strong correlation, a positive correlation, strangely, with the price of oil and with demand for large cabin jets. If there are a series of events that result in fuel going down, say, below $60 a barrel or $50 a barrel, there could be a negative impact on high-end business jet demand. It's, it's easy to see what could, you know, a, a continued China lockdown that suppresses demand. Obviously, anything that rules agreement between the oil producing countries and makes them stop, you know, coordinating on prices, that's historically been bad for oil pricing. There are all these factors that could go in, political factors that could go in to oil price, which in turn could impact high end business jets. Roly, what else could affect aircraft sales in 2023? Well, I think one thing we haven't talked too much about yet is the recognition that business aviation is the way to go. It's safe, secure, and, and offers uh, conveniences that have never been more starkly obvious. And uh, that's a really cool development for the industry. Does that switch around? Yeah, on the edges it will, on the margins. But I would say there's been a step change in demand for our industry, does it ever go back to where, where, well, you know, after 10 years of no growth, really, which is what we went through uh, after the uh, global financial crisis, I mean, it feels good to be, to be growing at the rates we're seeing right now. And that leads us to the big question, Rolly. Should we expect the good times to continue in the new year? On the pre-owned market, I think we're seeing finally, and it's lovely to see, is just some more inventory coming into the market, the on-market inventory call it 5% now, a normal, you know, stable kind of market, you want to see maybe twice that level of inventory. So where are we heading that way? Yeah, we have been uh, for quite some time. We have some indicators that we will monitor. And we think the market peaked probably Q3 of 21. And since then, it's been adjusting and, and playing, playing down a little bit here and there. But uh, we're seeing, and, and we'll see it through the year, a nice uh, steady uh, increase in some inventory as some of these new programs come on online as well uh, certification delays are the the norm right now uh, and uh, but as these new programs come in that should release some uh, inventory into the market some pretty fresh inventory so that'll be good but we are seeing uh, this sort of delay in new aircraft programs coming on board so i'm more optimistic about 24 than i am really about uh, 23. zipporah what are your thoughts the signals that we're seeing from, from the broker dealers in our group and our service providers is that the markets are starting to normalize and buyers are starting to become more rational. Uh, the frenzy of the last 12 to 24 months has calmed down quite a bit. Uh, and we see this as healthy for our industry. You know, aircraft are not appreciating anymore at, a, at an unsustainable rate as they were for, for many quarters, <laughs> which was creating, you know, some wonderful times and also a lot of challenges for different types of buyers and sellers. 
We do think the first half of the year will be strong uh, as we're seeing some some buyers waiting out to see what happens after 100% U.S. bonus depreciation is no longer on the table per se, uh, and the, you know the rush to close at the year end is over. And we are seeing, as Raleigh said, increased inventory. There are more options, uh, and we like to say in our groups, you know, where, whereas before you would have eight offers within a week on a certain airplane, now you might have three offers within two weeks. So it's still a very good market. It's still very strong, just not at the rate quite as much as it's been in the last few months. That's encouraging to hear. Richard, what do you think 2023 will bring for the pre-owned business aircraft market? Well, you know, of course, as always, we're at the mercy of the exogenous forces that are way bigger than us, uh, recession, whatever else. But I think most base case scenarios for the economy, for society, whatever else, would seem to imply a fairly good environment. You know, we're not going to have the same crazy white hot year over year growth and appreciation. And just as Zipporah said, that's 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 not happening anymore. But will it be a good, solid, stable market? We'll be able to sort of gently execute on the start of a production ramp that gets deliveries back up a bit. Yeah, I think I think it'll be pretty good. As Roy says it, you know, I don't think backlogs are going to grow much more, but it's going to be a fairly benign, stable environment. But again, dependent upon larger economic forces, of course. The one thing that I'm kind of intrigued by is a bit of a disconnect. You know, you've got a lot of the new users going into the, uh, you know, part 135, part 91K, you know, charter shared entry level. Yet, when was the last time people developed new jets in that class, right? All of the new business jet development activity is really in the top end. We have overcapacity at the top and perhaps uh, maybe an opportunity for people to introduce new technologies and new concepts there at the bottom. And people are just aren't taking advantage of that for a variety of structural reasons or whatever. Well, I think Richard makes a great point. The uh, What we're waiting for really is to see the, uh, everyone talks about the airframers. It's really engine OEMs I'm watching carefully to see whether they'll open their purse strings and really invest for the future because we need new engines to take us to another level, whether that's, you know, more efficient aircraft or just simply, um, you know, next gen in many different ways, whether it's a fuel source or, so, or something else. But some some change will really require the engine OEMs to step it up. And and I wouldn't say that's the most hyper-competitive space that we have in, in our world. So, you know, a reinvention of the super midsize, or as Richard mentioned, the uh, at the lower end of the light jet market, this requires a new motor or a couple of new motors, new center lines. And um, are they coming? Well, I think maybe 23 will, will reveal that to us. I look forward to checking in with the three of you again throughout 2023 to see just how things play out. And for anyone who may be in the market for a new or pre-owned business aircraft, be sure to also check out the NBAA Transactions Guide for an introduction to the regulatory, tax, financial, and transactional issues that can arise during an aircraft acquisition. You can find the guide at nbaa.org forward slash transactions. And that's the latest from the National Business Aviation Association. Remember, you can subscribe to all Flight Plan episodes at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts, including by asking your virtual assistant or connected device. Of course, you can also download Flight Plan directly from nbaa.org. I'm Rob Finfrock. Thanks for listening, and join us next time for a new episode of Flight Plan. Flight Plan.